Welcome everyone to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host, Tony with Wait, Nikki. wait, wait, wait. Yes, thank you. I was Nikki. about to say, I need to remind you that one. No, no, I remember it. Yeah, I we... remind myself. So there's no more damn Nicks, damn Nikki, and no more uh, Nicks. It's just Nikki. Nikki's fine. Nikki's fine. We 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 came to an agreement over the weekend. <laughs> we had to we had to have a sit down, you know, have a whole powwow about this. Yeah, we had to get a, a mediator just between us to, to discuss <laughs> what should I call him while we're on the podcast. I'm um, cool. So this is Nikki on here. <laughs> yes. How you doing, bro? Good. Good. Just a crazy week, but still good. Yeah, it is. It's been a good week. A lot of things happened over the weekend just news wise okay. event wise um bunch of little things one we'll get into right now right quick is mm-hmm. uh zach snyder mm-hmm. uh now that the movie's about less than a month away i think it comes on march 6th mm-hmm. i think they confirmed a date he released a photo of jared leto's joker he tweeted out two photos of what he looked like and it was very eerie I do like it. It was. He very, looks like the butcher. He looks like a butcher. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talks on Twitter that mixed feelings about it. So I don't know if it's the uh, okay because I don't know if, if it because it does connect to um, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad because Ben Affleck's Batman was in it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just a coincidence or is just the same person post. Um, Harley Quinn. And I don't know. Like I said, that's what I'm saying. It's it. It's funny because I keep on seeing this these trailers and these art. Like I feel like they keep on trying to push that this is a completely different movie, but not in like a way where it's like you're watching a director's cut. Like man, that extra footage changed the movie. No, this this feels like they're trying to push that it's an entirely different movie. So I don't know if that's a good idea, just because. Ultimately, people are still going to be seeing the same exact movie. I mean, in a new narrative, like a new storyteller is telling it, uh, but still essentially the same movie. And I think if you try to push the idea that it's a completely, you know, night and day difference in movie, then it might not, people might not take it as well. I don't know. Yeah. Well, people were already having issues with the poster that he came out with, the Justice League poster, Mm -hmm. because um, if you saw on like where the rubble was at, there was like. Um, Aquaman's trident, uh, I think Batman's mask, uh, Wonder Woman's shield, and and I think like the S, like the the chess piece S of uh, Superman, like all on the floor, just insinuating that they all died in it or in the movie, or you know, they're gonna die in the movie. So okay, so I, I think it's funny is that almost every movie usually has that balance between director's vision and uh, studio executive show notes, whatever. Yeah. So I feel like because, obviously, they came out with a full show notes version that didn't work out, that they're allowing him to do completely and utterly unhinged just whatever he wants. And I think it's, like, maybe the first time he's ever had, like, that kind of freedom. <laughs> he's just, he's like, I'm he's gonna just go. running with it. Just like, like I, if I never do another movie again. He only accepted it as long as he never gets a show note for it. Like, and all of a sudden, he's just running with it. Like, yeah, I don't care. Give me that. Give me this. I don't need that. But give me it anyways. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> that wasn't part of the movie. Like, yeah. Right, I'll take it. I'll take it. 
like uh, start asking for actors. Like, can I get? I want to get Robert Downey Jr. in here, but he's in this movie. I don't care. Put him in the movie. Like, I, <laughs> I don't just put him in a scene. I don't care what he happens. Like, yeah, like I don't care. Robert yeah. England, like what? You want <laughs> Freddie? Like, yeah, I want Freddie in the movie. Like <laughs> everyone, it's I like everybody in the movie just had no contact. Like no, no, like nothing. I was like, like can we get Silver Surfer in this? What? What? It's a DC. I, I know, but you I know, Spawn in it too. <laughs> like. <laughs> just starts bringing in characters and like everybody from everywhere just because yeah you know, they messed up so bad in the first one they're like they just giving them too much freedom yeah in the first attempt <laughs> this is the first time they has a like a movie redo which is funny that's I don't know I you know it's funny it's a great concept if you, like I am not opposed to the this idea because okay like think about it one of my favorite animes of all time is um uh Full Metal Alchemist right yeah and close second to that is full metal full, full metal alchemist brotherhood yeah that's the same exact movie but done in two different completely different ways and i know the reason for it but it's just you know something you got to give them credit for like that that kind of stuff is interesting it's like you come out of the movie why not just come out the same exact movie again just fix all the problems you made in the first one not a reboot not nothing just just come up with the same exact movie you fix the problems. Like, I think that somebody, everybody wished would have happened. Like, man, I wish this movie would have had this. A, I wish the movie would have been like this. And somebody literally just like, I feel like this is a genie wish that nobody, nobody knows happened. And nobody, nobody wanted. To. Like, no, no. But think about it. Imagine somebody found the genie in the lamp and like, man, I wish Justice League was a, was was completely different. Like movie. I think it was Schneider's cut, whatever. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> we got the Schneider cut coming out. Like, I know. <laughs> It was insane. So, but let's see. Let's see what he does with the Joker. I feel like he just he does that tease, and he's like not even in the like for like fifteen seconds. See, but that's not so like that's so sad. It's like at this point, it's a reaction. It's not just the because again, we're not. It's not ticket sales anymore. It's not people rushing to the theater in the first weekend that's going to show you how successful the movie is. Yeah, it's how many people respond to it or how mm-hmm. they respond to it. So. For them to tease and like trailer wise and all this stuff just to get enough people to watch it, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna show that that's a good. The only thing that's gonna show it's a good movie is people's commentary afterwards. Yeah, that's that's what they're hoping for. But that's what I'm saying. But I like, think they're just creating enough buzz around this just so people the, to be like, I'm gonna give it a shot. Because I bet you there's people hung up to be like that movie was the first one was so bad that I'm not even gonna give this a try. Let alone that's gonna be a one hour, four hour sitting movie. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people were hung up on the on the first race, like I was. Yeah, but I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, it's one, it's it's HBO Max, which is like whatever. It's DC characters. Yeah, it's Superman. All these different. They're gonna watch it, and even if they let's say even if let's say like the let's say seventy five percent of the people that watched the first one decided like you know because it was so bad I don't wanna watch it again. Again, this is HBO Max. It's not the movie theater. Yeah. So all it takes is that last twenty five percent that actually watched it to be like. That was the most epic thing in the world, and the re- everybody will follow. Like, oh, really? Well, okay, now I'm gonna give it a chance. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, I don't know if they're teasing and not, and it doesn't run into anything. I think that's gonna cause people to like dislike it. Yeah, true. Like that whole teasing thing doesn't work now for for on the for video on demand. It works for the movie theater because yeah, they already got your money. But yeah. <laughs> it does not work for for VOD. Yeah. So with HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also announced that uh, I think it was today, a few hours ago, uh, Mindy uh, Mindy Kaling, um, she played Kelly in The Office. She had yes. the Mindy show, the Mindy Project. Yes, she is doing a adult animated 
TV show called Velma, following Velma from the Scooby Doo. What do you mean? Like, is there a time context to it? Like- um, I think it's going to be a prequel to where when she joined the group uh, to give her more context in her backstory and like the colorful uh, aspect of Brainiac or Brainiac she was. So okay, but here okay, so that's this is Hannah um Hanna Barbera. That cause that's who owns Looney Tunes is it Looney Tunes? But Hanna Barbera is the one that owns uh um Scooby Scooby Doo, yeah. Does is uh, it isn't it Hannah Barbera? Either way. The question I'm gonna have with that is they cause okay, so the one thing about the Scooby Doo gang is that there's ambiguous things that people have always speculated about the characters. Obviously, you know, like Scooby and Shaggy were potheads and all these different things. So I wonder if they're going to dive into that. Like, if they're going to show all those, like, things about those characters. Maybe they'll dive into it. But I think this is more of a prequel to her joining the group. How old is... Okay, how old is Scooby-Doo? Because, like, I grew up with it. I I think it was even before. How old is Scooby-Doo the show? Yes. It's from the 70s, right? I, I thought it was late 80s. I, I mean... I swear it was 70s. No, yeah. I'm just... I'm, it just bothers me because I'm thinking about something. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Scooby-Doo, and I think it's, it's... You know, for me growing up, it was iconic, but I find it bizarre that we're in 2021, and it's still something people want to reference. Is that what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. So, all right. So, the series premiered... Mm-hmm. On in nineteen sixty nine, so oh wow, so he beat us both, but yeah, but that's you and it only and it only aired for two seasons until it started September thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine, and it ended October thirty first of nineteen seventy. I feel and like we're, I feel like we're not, we're losing iconic characters when every year that we pass. Like you would think, like me, my, that, you know, I'm I'm sixty nine, dude. I'm forty years old. That show is older than me. Yeah. And we're still trying to reference it in 2021. And I'm like, is there anything even within the last 20 years to be that, that you can start referencing? Why are we referencing something so old? I'm just reprising a lot of old. But, I mean, they're going so yeah. far back. Like, Yeah, of course. Just because they're, they're just, I think 20 is too soon to, to rehash something. You think 20 is too soon? 20 might be too soon because at the, a lot of times, a lot mm. of shows that are 20 years old mm. are not fresh, but they're uh, they're highly circulated now mm. than move shows that were 40 years ago. So the circulation of movies or TV shows that are referenced now are more apparent than shows that were from 40, 50 years ago. I'm just curious about this because I'm thinking to myself like, like if you know which one I would want to see a re- a prize role if it's animated, it would be Mighty Mouse. Wow, I don't even know anything about Mighty Mouse to be honest. With you. Like I know the character, I know what he looks like. But I just don't, I don't remember the backstory for nothing. Like I do not remember. I remember how it made me feel when I saw it. I was I loved it. No, I, I don't know, remember <laughs> much about. I could tell you I don't remember much. But like that's what I'm saying is like that just shows you how old these characters are. That yeah, you can remember what they look like, but you don't really remember their backstory. Like for example, do you remember Felix the cat? Yes. Or Heathcliff. That was well. Be well, Heathcliff. I know. Well, yeah, he was. He was. Did he, he have a family or he was a street cat? He was a street cat. 
I, yeah, I was he, getting, he had like a, a gang of other cats that used to chill with him at, at the junkyard. You know what I would love to see if you're gonna if you're gonna go that far. Now that we're going that like this, Heathcliff versus Garfield. They crossed paths. Did they? Yeah. When? Because uh, uh, they used to do it at the same time, Garfield and Heathcliff. That's no, it. I know they were both two orange cats around the same time. I found them. No, but I think they crossed paths on like on a show. Really? I think they, at one point they did. Because I know they made the TV show, the, the live action. I don't know. I just find it bizarre because they were like weirdly two two cats that were orange, whatever, that both talked and had these little like lives. Yeah. But I I honestly do think that they had mm-hmm. a crossover. You heard about that also the other talking about this is going off topic, but mm-hmm. I love it. I was watching that there was a theory mm-hmm. that the Flintstones was actually in the future beyond the Jetsons. Well, like some like an apocalyptic thing happened and it became the Jetsons? Yes. That's how it became the Flintstones? Yes. That's that's what I, I was reading because the there was an episode mm-hmm. that um the the, the what is his name Astro mm-hmm. he created a time machine to go into the future and suppose it, it didn't work but apparently like yeah it did work that he went so beyond the future that it went to a post apocalyptic stage <laughs> and so the Flintstones- there was you know there was there was an episode of a movie I think it was a movie. I think where the Flintstones and the Je- the Jetsons met. Yeah. Like. No, no, that's that's the one. That he went to the future. That he was building a time it was machine. He went to the past, but they're not gonna say that he went to the future. No, he was saying in the, in the animated show. Yeah. Or the movie that he said that he was making a machine to go into the future, and apparently it didn't work. But it went to the past, or that's no, what they just, speculated. They speculated, but it's just that he went. It didn't work because it went way too beyond. What future aspect he was trying to attain that it took him to a, a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> well, that would make sense in the fact that they keep on referencing, you know, these objects that were modernized. Yes. But like by using animals to substitute like the, the, the mechanics the crane, of it. The Yeah. So they keep on living in this modern society without having any modern advantages. So yeah. they just utilize what the animals they had around them. Oh, that's funny. I just thought about that. No, no, it's it's an interesting concept. Just because it, it would justify a little, a lot more of what the Flintstones is. Like, why are these people living more modern than their time? Then it could just be that they don't have the ability to create mechanics because of what something like a like a like a worldwide EMP. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So interesting concept. I, you know, uh, that's. I'm trying to think what other cartoons I would like to see. Like you know, you don't like to see a live action kind of thing. Yes, because I just would love to see. They they, they got to make it dark though. What? Um, Pepe Le Pew. Pepe? Nah, that would be way <laughs> too dark for now times and 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 the way he was and he was he was he's he was a monster on his own self. You know what's crazy is I know this sounds weird. I always thought. That the cat that he keeps on trying to meet with, he be with whatever. I thought this was a kid. I thought that was a male cat. That no, just, it was a. It, was a, it, it was, was a female cat. Yeah, it was a female cat. I did not know that. He did not know that. No, I just I I don't know why the way that they, they showed the cat. I thought that because the cat never talked and the cat never really did anything gesture wise to, to indicate one or the other that I knew of. 
I, I don't remember ever hearing a name, but I, you know why? Because it just always reminded me of Sylvester, not Sylvester, uh, Tom. Tom. The cat always reminded me of Tom from Tom and Jerry. Uh, for real? That's what I'm saying. You know, usually when you see Tom and Jerry and they have a female cat, the cat they, they make sure the characteristics are very apparent. Yeah. But with that cartoon, they never really show characteristics of a female um, you know, figure. So I always thought it was a male character. And so, I mean, I don't know why when I was a kid, I never really thought anything. Now that I'm older, I can see maybe people might have been more offended if that was the case but i i did not see a difference i just oh cool this one like i i just thought it was so confused like the, he did not even know it was uh he was so adamant about it being uh, somebody he can hit on that he didn't care obviously he didn't care the species of the cat yeah <laughs> the species of the of the creature let alone it's his gender yeah that's funny i don't know that's just something i just grew up with but something that is coming to live action what you got it's uh, the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is in very early production or very early talks, but they're they're in the works of doing a live action Hercules movie. So the Disney version, the Disney Hercules animated. Okay, they're gonna try to do a live action, but they were saying that is they're gonna try to see if they can make it into a franchise to give it because the Greek Greek mythology into it aspect of it to probably expand the world. Of that, from the cartoon. Hmm. So we get into a series or movies? Movies, like a franchise. So like three part, a three part. I just movie? hope I hope they make that decision prior to the movie. Prior to the movie? Yes. I don't want to see a because that's my biggest thing that I hate about movies. Like if it's that successful, they make an, a no, no, no. To that it. they basically take away from the story they're trying to tell in movie A to promote movie B, as opposed to just make movie A. Oh, okay. I hate that. I absolutely do like just... They did a great job with uh, with Marvel movies because they weren't constantly trying to, you know, tie you into the next movie. They just made their movie and it left little things of people just go to the next movie, the next movie after that. But I don't like when... like It's almost like one of those uh, horror movies you grew up with that, you know, the killer's on the floor and all of a sudden he opens his eyes like, oh my God, it must be a sequel. Like, no, stop, stop doing that. Just, just make the movie. Just yeah. fi- finish your first meal, and then we'll talk about your second meal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just hope it's not heavy-handed with that, like a, like a lot of foreshadowing. But I think they'll do a good job. I mean, yeah, the hands of the Russos, yeah, to Russo brothers. That that's the funny the point of that. Any movie that they make now is like yeah, it's the Russo brothers. Like, although Shrek I mean, up, that's okay. If they don't, you know, what's really sad is if they don't make a good movie. Or whatever, then you're like, oh man, I guess they can only make movies when they're influenced by Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they're under the influence of Kevin Feige. That's it. That's the only way they can finish it. But um, no, let's see what they come out with. That'd be interesting. So, what else you got, buddy? Uh, lastly, was uh, today they did a. I don't know if you've seen it, but mm. they did a teaser to Sonic Two. And the what do you te- mean by teaser, though? It was like a. It, it was just like um. You'll see that like the logos light up mm-hmm. in the Sonic, and it says two with the tail at the end of it. So they're mm-hmm. already indicating the tails in the second one, and it's supposed to come out in theaters April 20, 2022. Mm-hmm. So they haven't felt they came out with the full trailer, but they already came out with the teaser. So I guess it's indicating. I'm assuming the movie's done mm-hmm. and is in post production. So well, they should have. The thing is, they shouldn't have foreshadowed for tails because we already know tails is in it. Yeah, and here's another thing: is mm-hmm. that they have their 
I don't know if it's a part three because there's rumors that they are approaching um, Jason Momoa to voice Knuckles. See, but that's what I'm saying. I thought that would have been for part two for the the second one. Like when I saw that that article saying that he might voice uh, Knuckles. Yeah, I thought it was for part two. So the question is, who's the villain in part in the next movie? That's is it still, the, is this still gonna be Robotnik? Is it gonna be Robotnik? Maybe it could be Mecha Mechasonic. I hope. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jim Carrey killed it, and I can't wait to see him in full, in the full outfit. Uh, outfit, yeah, because obviously his outfit changed towards the end, and now he looks officially like the original character. Yeah. So I really can't wait, especially if he if he comes out with more more whimsical robots like he would in the game. Oh, that would be so dope. Yeah, that would be. That's so what I'm saying. Now that he's out there, he's crazy, like living this thing, whatever. So I don't know, but. Who was the first villain he created then? Because again, he fought him directly himself. So who, the question is, he, who who's uh, who's the next Sonic the Hedgehog villain aside from? Because Knuckles became his friend, but at first he was his enemy, right? Yes. So Tails, I don't think is ever his enemy. So I don't think Tails would be the villain in this one. So I'm wondering who would be the Tails and uh, would be the villain in the second movie. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be. He, I guess we have in their dark out. Sonic, this dark Sonic, but that's not even that's not even the next villain. That's like farther down the line. Farther down, Mecha Sonic. I think it was his. I think it was created to assist them. I don't remember. I remember Actually, that, that was, would be that would uh, Mecha Sonic would be a good se- sequel. The second one, because think about it, Knuckles would be more of a gen- like somebody who's more superior but similar in a sense, right? Yeah. Like genetically speaking, but a Robotnik being his roboticist, instead he creates the perfect way to fight him which would be the the sonic time the hedgehog mega sonic he said so that would actually be a good one for the sequel where you have jim carrey as a prominent evil villain but then he has a henchman of like this yeah that works i'm sold let's do it let's do it pack it up ship it out (laughs) all right you guys we'll take a quick break and come back with nikki's corner review Hey everyone, welcome back. Now we're with Nikki's Corner Review. Almost looked up said Dan Nick, but it's Nikki's Corner Review. Hello, hello, my people. So what hello. we're going to be talking about today is, what was the name? Um, Do not tell a soul. No, but I want you to tell me. No, it's kidding. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the movie's called Do Not Tell a Soul. Um, it stars Rain Rain Wilson. Yes. Uh, what was did they have Mina Mina Sir, I was messed up her last. I I Sir, just referred Sir to Maria. her as American Pie, American Beauty. Yeah, Fion Whitehead and Jake Dylan Grazer. So the basic premise of the movie is two brothers um, commit some kind of a crime and then are chased by uh, Rain Wilson, who is dressed to like some kind of a security guard, and then Rain Wilson's character falls into a hole. So. The bro- one of the brothers is left with the dilemma of whether to risk getting in trouble or save this man's life. Um, yeah, I just I couldn't get into this movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I just um, you know what it was? It was like I like I, I have mentioned it. It's not the trust me the the story is good. The story if you on paper the story is amazing. However, I just felt like, and I don't want to even blame the actors because the, all the actors in the movie are, are are good in other roles. I've seen them good in other roles. Yeah, I just felt like the way they wrote them was so kind of generic. 
Yeah. In the sense of like, okay, you're you know you're, you're the, this t- you're the douchey brother, be douchey as as over as overly as you can. This I'm saying, like it just felt like there you're was the no we- depth to the characters. You're the weakling and be as weak as you can until the point that you have to overcome your situation or whatever it was. But that's what I'm saying. It just felt like every character was written like super like it's almost like like the old '80s movies where it's like you're the jock, you're the brainiac. Like it's just yeah, you're super one dimensional characters. So I just I already, I just got annoyed watching it. I was like, oh, God, okay, so he's a douchey brother, and everything literally that comes out of his mouth is douchey. Yeah. So. I, like, it, it doesn't it doesn't go all, it's, he stays the same character all the way till the point of break, but. I just I just think that people deserve more nuance. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to, like, you know, it's, I'm not trying to get a Citizen Kane movie out of this, but no, I'm just saying, like, course. I think that every character, especially even on a TV show, anything, anything you come out with. Should have a little bit more depth, or at least to them, where you know their motivations are not as apparent, or like the way that they like. Because there's parts of the movies where he's trying to give into his brother, he's trying to he's trying to speak to his brother's like sympathetic side, yeah, and he still does it in a very aggressive and just just kind of pushy way. And I'm just like, okay, so you really are not trying to use the sympathetic part of you, like, and that's what I'm saying is like it just seemed that he just stayed in that character the whole movie. But I've I've met people like that. They're not like you know. They're everybody's not so just one dimensional. I don't know. Just yeah. I just felt like the characters, the way they were written, could yeah, they have were been very, a little bit they were very singular characters. Yes, and that's what it was. Yeah, and 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 I do like. I thought out of all the characters in there, I think Rain Wilson did the best. Mm-hmm. I think he sold it um, throughout the movies and how he progressed and changed and. His his character arc and backstory with it, mm-hmm. um, I think he did the best. I think it sold me more. I, I believed it more mm-hmm. on the aspect of his what his uh, motive was. Yeah, but everybody else's was like a little bit too too shoved down your throat to be like <laughs> this is this character. That's it. Yeah, like no. this is, there's no shades here. This is all pure red. Yeah, pure the, blue, the, pure. The, yeah. There's no character growth. This is you get what you get. Like I'm giving you a Hershey bar, you're getting a Hershey bar. Take it, take it. That's <laughs> it. Just eat it, accept it, move on. So I don't know. And, and you know what? It is? And I feel like I'm being critical, but it's just I don't know. Just you know this. And and after people can act like actors can act like people. Yeah. And and that's what it is. And and it's hard to. I usually sometimes I. I when I watch movies, I usually mm. try to find a movie that I could reference to it. Be mm. like, "Oh, this movie was just like this." But the thing with this movie is like, it it, fo- it followed so many tropes, like how you how you reference like the '80s movies when they 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 didn't give you any layers to a character, and and that's what it was. It was like it was too it was too obvious or too just force fed how mm. the character is going to be from the beginning. That it didn't, that character didn't grow with you, or you didn't, you didn't felt like yeah, I felt sympathy because I'm like I hate bullies. Okay, so but not enough to be like uh, I felt. Okay, so the best way to look at it was, imagine. Have you remember the movie The Good Son? Yes, it's like The Good Son, but if it was directed, if it was written like Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. No, he's in both. Yes, yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is, so it's not the actor again. That's not the actor, but if you were to write the characters out to be like the, because obviously it, it works for Home Alone because yeah. that's a comedy, it's a family movie, it's direct. You don't necessarily have to have too much 
too much like nuance with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, I am the, the, I am the they're, innocent they're just, kid. They're just paper. T- that's characters. why that's that 80s movie because movie comedies are like just, that. Just paper characters. Exactly. Like but this is that's this is what you fun, are. That, you know, easy to digest. But with this one, it felt like it, it literally felt like. So that's what I'm saying. The good son was a very complex, very nuanced. Like yo, this this kid is. He shows like his little quirks a little bit through through the movie. So he's not so like I'm a psychopath like the first From five the seconds. Yeah. yeah. But that's one thing. So that's what the best way I can reference it. It's like if you was if the good son was written like from the same person who did Home Alone. Yeah. And that's what this one is. Nothing against the actors. Nothing against actual generally the story itself. It's just the way the characters felt like they were written. Yeah. And and I felt and me and I always talk about this as pacing. The pacing was well, but I just felt like I didn't know. Usually you a movie in a certain category but mm-hmm. i didn't know where to put it at because it was like i don't know if it's trying to lead into like, drama a drama or a coming of age or thriller thriller or suspense or like it had like little moments here and there that you could be like oh i could see it if it would have gone this direction it would be this i if guess it, it would probably fall under drama it would fall under drama mm-hmm. but like suspense drama mm-hmm. but not like not enough to be like to either or but not to say that it was like it's has heavily on one side or the other. Gotcha. But yeah, so let's get into the Nickies with this. I give this movie I give it two and a half Nickies. I agree. <laughs> I agree with those Nicky counts. It's alright. So, so with the Nickies, two and a half Nickies on this one. Two and a half Nickies. Alright guys, but you know what? Talking into this is that we do have some events coming out this weekend, which I'm Kind of like surprised that they're coming out, and I'm happy about it. Well, it depends. Are they safe? What's going on? Well, they're all safe in a, if you keep yourself safe and keep social distancing. We do have. Uh, You're not convincing me there. Yes, <laughs> no, I'm not convincing you at all. <laughs> why? Why? All right. So the first one is the Orlando Orlando Anime Day. It's a one day show, and this is at the Wyndham Orlando Resort. Mm-hmm. I think this is on the thirteenth, if I'm not mistaken, and it's only going to be a uh, it's going to be a bunch of um, uh, artists, trade trade artists. Mm-hmm. I I think they're going to do a, a couple cosplay competition there. So it's like a it's like a conve- like a one- it's like a convention, but with not the events. Yeah, very small one day. So just vendors. Yeah, vendors and and some comic book artists, I guess local. Uh, next is the I think it's called the Toy Train and toy show in Kissimmee and that's just gonna be selling like hand selling um, model trains various hobbies collectibles die cast cars that's another one day event and it's on from 9 to 2 and it's at the Regal Ra- Railways and lastly and this is the one I, I think I was mentioning to you about earlier that I'm thinking about going it's called I'm gonna probably mess it up it's Otro- Otro- wait, Otronicon Otronicon Otronicon. So this is a four day event, um, and it's gonna it's by um, I think they're hosted by UCF, <clears throat> and it's gonna be celebrating interactive technology with using video games to distinguish, dis- demonstrate the future, how we live, learn, and work and play. Uh, I think they're gonna have some video game experiences, uh, some medical military uh, uh, simulators. They're gonna have game design workshops with. Some industry professionals are going to have 
video game competitions at the same time. It's a 4D event. And I think this is at, I'm trying to look at the, it's called the Office of Research and um, on Princeton at the, I guess is at uh, Orlando Science Center. That's where they'll be having the events okay. this week, which I will be at. Okay. I'm excited about that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes of Nerds in the City. You can always find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. You can always email us at nerdsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, comments, concerns, questions, movie suggestions, topic suggestions, or anything that we could do to improve your listening pleasures. As always, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. See you, everyone, next week. Peace. Later.